You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning or good afternoon to all of you out there listening to us live here on Pet Life Radio's live Ask the Vet with Dr. Chef. I am your host for the next half hour. Um, I will be having a guest who has been with us before joining us at some point having technical difficulties, but she'll be here, Dr. Danny McVitie. Anyway, um, hope you're all having a great day here in LA. As I often report, it is magnificent out there. We're having amazing, amazing weather. It's been in the high 90s, low 100s, but it's dry. It's great swimming weather. However, as we often discuss, it is potentially dangerous for our pets. So be careful out there. Make sure your pets left outside have plenty of water, plenty of shade. Make sure that if you're going to exercise, it's early morning, late night. You know this stuff. We've talked about it before. Before I forget, I want to thank our sponsors, Kong Veterinary Products, who's joined us as a, a sponsor. We're very happy to have them aboard. ProSense, Comfortis, and Trifexis uh, from Elenco Lilly. And, of course, Save This Life Microchip. That will be another topic we're going to have soon. We're going to have Chance White joining us from Save This Life, talking about just ID in general and microchipping. So, as I mentioned, we're here live. So we want to hear from you. If you have any questions, any concerns, anything about your pets, give us a call. You can reach us here live at 877-385-8882. But better yet, we are on Google Hangouts. So if you go online to Pet Life Radio, you click on Shows, you go the Dropbox comes down, go to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you can follow along. There's a, a link to Google Hangouts where you can actually join us live. We'll see you there. If you have your pet with you, like a little cat or a dog or a big cat, or a big dog. Go in front of your computer screen. Let's see. You can show me things. You can ask me questions. We can call it virtual vet. So we can have you right here. I can help you with your pets problems, etc. So along with this time of year, as we have just a few more days of June left, and we are approaching July 1, and next Monday is the 4th of July. And if I tell you how many problems we hear about our pets with 4th of July, and the fireworks, and the noise, and it just freaks a lot of our pets out. First of all, it's common. So if you have one of those dogs, that'd be too concerned. One of the things that we do often is that we promote the behavior. Why? Because when we see our little dog or our big dog all of a sudden cowering, hiding under that dining room table, hiding under a chair they can't fit, and we call them over because we feel so badly for them. So what do we do? We give this all them this great attention. It's, oh, you come here, booby, come here. We'll, we'll cuddle you. We'll hold you. Well, guess what? That's exactly what they want. So they learn that sometimes, I mean, it could start out as real aversion, but they also realize that if they behave that way, they get all this attention from mom and dad and kids. And they go to say to themselves, oh, my God, this is great. I'm, I'm going to be fake like I'm nervous or afraid or shy. And, oh, my God, look at the attention I get. So we often promote the behavior through our behaviors. So one thing for sure is if you have this type of pet, don't make a big deal about it. Just let them do their thing. However, if you know from years prior that your dog has this problem, a couple of things you can do. First of all, light things like Benadryl, a milligram per pound, easy. It doesn't work well as an antihistamine for dog, but it does have that sedative effect. You can use natural calming agents, things like Zilkeen, which comes from milk protein, 
Uh, we can use things like chamomile and passion flower, hops, things that are in a lot of natural calming agents. There is a new product out there that I really like. It's made by the makers of Zoetis. Zoetis is who brings us that new Apoquil, the anti-allergy drug, which is also amazing. And Saleo actually is a very easy to use. It's an oromucosal gel. You just put it in your mouth, talk to your veterinarian about it. It's great. It's metered. So you get this big syringe for the box. The smaller your dog, the more uses you're going to get out of it. The larger your dog. I mean, basically, I think it is for like a 100-pound dog or anything over than 100, you're going to get one use. But for anything less, it's, it, as I said, it's metered delivery system. It's really smart, and it works extremely well for noise phobias, noise aversion. It is great. So talk to your veterinarian, Sileo, S-I-L-E-O. The best thing to do really is start like now for next year. And what you do, and we've talked about this before, but it's, you know, it takes a lot of work, so people don't want to do it, but real, it's so easy. And that is you can go online and download noise sound effects. And you can download uh, construction workers. You can download sonic booms. You can download thunder and lightning. You can download all these things, including fireworks. What you start doing it is in the presence of your dog, you start playing it extremely, extremely low, barely audible. Trust me, you won't hear it, but they will. And instead of a fear response, because at that low, they don't, but you call them over to you and give them all sorts of attention and maybe even a good treat. And then what you do is each training session, it might be two or three a week, you increase the volume, play it a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And every time what's going to happen is they're going to come to you for a reward. So instead of cowering and fearing these noises, you're going to counter condition them to where actually they want these noises because they, what happens when the fireworks hit, they come over to you all happy because that's it's treat time. It's hugs time. So they're getting rewarded for a different type of behavior. Instead of fearing the noises, they're going to look forward to these noises, to these sounds, to these events. And you can create a dog that actually is no longer fearful of these loud sounds. But anytime you're thinking of any behavior modification, whether it's a desensitization, you're going to desensitize them to these loud sounds and counter condition them. You're going to actually get them to like these sounds. So therefore, it works really well. But it does take a while. That's why I said, kind of half-jokingly, you don't need a year to do it, but you're going to need a couple of months. So give yourself the time to retrain your pets to this loud sound. Other things we think about 4th of July, and I have to, this is a warning, and if any of you listening out there have ever had this problem, please let us know. We want you to share your experiences with our other listeners slash viewers because it's very important. You're barbecuing. You're having a great time. It's fun. And... The meats, the things that we often have there for our pets are really not healthy for them. Bones, uh, especially chicken bones. If you like those little chicken wings and things like that, you're barbecuing, right? Those little mini legs or drumettes. Be careful because that is the perfect size that they can eat whole and it can lodge somewhere. Not safe. A lot of the meats, you know, what makes, it's interesting, and I'm sure you know this, anyone who cooks, that what makes the meat really juicy, especially on the barbecue, is the fat. So, for example, even though you might like buying lean chopped meat, right, to make those great burgers, sometimes the ones with a little more fat make really, really good juicy burgers. But the fat is not good for our pets. So it's one of those things where you have to be extra careful. And here's the worst of all. And you would think on the outset, well, what could be bad with this? It's an ingredient in many foods, and it's, got, it's a good source of protein as far as the vegetables go. 
corn on the cob. The corn part is just fine. The cob part is what can be deadly. It's very serious. After the corn, right, is taken off of the cob, you're left with a cob that's got about a little over an inch diameter. That, for many dogs, especially the large dogs like my Labradors, who love going through garbage, they have so much fun going through garbage. They pick up all these goodies, right? So what happens is they will eat. And, oh, another, what do you do? A lot of times we don't leave the corn cob super whole. We cut them up into thirds or halves. Well, that's the perfect size for these dogs to swallow something whole. And they will go ahead and they will swallow that corn cob. And it's at the beginning, it's just fine. It's going to go in the stomach. And then from the stomach, it's going to get into the small intestine, the duodenum. And it's passing and it's doing great up until things get narrow. And the small part of the intestine the, what we call the jejunum, and then we get the ileum, and then we go have to go through this thing called the ileocecocolic junction. And it is not only narrow, but it takes a weird kind of like an S-curve. And a lot of times that things lodge in our pet's intestinal tract, that's where they lodge, right there at the ileocecocolic junction. And all of a sudden, dead stop. There's no way, no way that cob is going any further. So meanwhile, what happens? The intestine is trying to push it. It's called peristalsis. It's trying to push that cob through, and it's clamping down on the corn cob in an effort to try and attempt to try to pass it through, which ain't happening. So what happens is we end up with not only a blockage, but severe potential damage to the wall of the intestine to what we call perforation, where the actual wall will tear, and we have a major medical disaster on our hands that is only correctable through surgery. And sometimes you already have rip-roaring infection because of the tear, the perforation. And like I said, this is just a major disaster. So my advice is if you want your dog to have some corn and corn is okay, take it off, take that knife like you do with your little kids and you peel the corn itself off, let them eat some corn, but make sure you really safely dispose of those cobs. And the same with bones. Meat bones might be okay under your strict supervision. However, we don't want them to be uh, having too much time free with uh, munching on these bones because it, again, potentially can be dangerous. And of course, before we take our quick break, we have to make sure that we Never keep your dog in a parked car. I will say it again and again throughout the summer. Time-lapse photography within minutes, 10 to 12 to 13, 14 minutes, whatever, depending on where you live, where you parked, what the um, temperature is outside, but a car can get as high as 120 degrees. It's a major problem. So anyway, we're here for a quick break. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. 
This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food, and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin, skin infections like hot spots and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. try to call you and welcome back you're here live we are uh, again having our technical difficulties with our guest dr McVitie, who's uh attempting to call into studio we won't be able to uh, get her live on our google hangouts but our great producer mark will uh, try to hook her up as she calls in so um anyway once again we were uh, talking about the heat fourth of july dangers things like that and, um, you know, the goal is it's, it's a great time for enjoyment. It's, uh, be safe. Make sure also that if you have, uh, if you're in an area that allows pets in fireworks, that just be careful. If you have kids that like to play with fireworks, be really careful. Uh, I don't have to tell you about the kids, but also about the pets, that you don't want them in the line of fire. I think the safest thing to do is stick to the professionals and you know, go out to those parks and um, and enjoy it that way. But do be careful because it is a potentially major disaster. As soon as Dr. McVitie logs in or, or calls in, let's put her live so we can talk. Because one of the things that we wanted to talk about, and I've been getting a lot, you know, there's a lot of great things about being in practice for so long. You make really long-term relationships. And I remember when I first started, I would see a lot of puppies. I would work with rescue groups. I was, you know, I was thrilled. I, I, I thought I would see more puppies than anybody. And that was great news. And then as you're working with clients and these pets are getting older, then after you're in practice for 10, 12, 15 years, now you're starting to see those puppies that need to be moving on. And it's really, really difficult. And I've had you know, a number of situations where, I mean, I, re- I remember once, and this is just a, a, a really a, a terrible thing, and it's sort of stuck with me forever. And I had a woman that came into me, I was probably in my first few months of practice, and I was not my own boss, I was working for someone. And uh, she, I saw the note from the receptionist that she wanted to uh, put her dog to sleep. Uh, not uncommon. This was way before I started doing the house call euthanasias. And um, I went into the room with this client, and I see this dog in front of me, it was Cocker Spaniel. And when I, before I walked in the room, I, I noticed that the dog was seven and a half years of age. I thought, hmm, poor dog, you know. Any dog can get cancers, can get tumors, can get really severe diseases. I mean, I had a, um, last year, my beautiful Bengal cat at only 11 had something called renal aplasia and kidneys were totally shut down and failed. And so, you know, it's not that, I mean, it's not common, but as we say in medical ease, 
it's not uncommon. And the double negatives don't work when you're doing medical ease because uh, when you say something in English that is not uncommon, that equates to being common. And that's not how it works in medicine. So when we say something is not uncommon, it's not common, but it just it's not like, oh my God, I've never seen this before and I'll probably never see it again. That's uncommon, something you rarely see. Uh, when it's not uncommon, you see it. I mean, it doesn't happen regularly, but you see it. It's, it's no surprise. So I walk in the room expecting to see this dog with, you know, probably flat out. And I see this dog looking up at me and, and happy and actually look pretty good. And for a Cocker Spaniel, its ears were even good. And I'm, hmm, I'm scratching my head looking at the chart. And I said, so now, is there a problem with your pet? I, I don't see it. it. looks great. No, no, no. I mean, the problem is I'm moving and... I know, you hate to hear this, and I know that my dog would not be happy with anyone else. He is so bonded to me and attached to me, and I, I can't take him with me, so I want to go ahead and uh, and put him to sleep. Well, I went through all these things, and, and I could not convince her to the contrary. I offered to board the dog. I offered to keep the dog. We would, we would find a home. We would place. We worked with rescues. Oh, my God, this went on and on and on. So then I realized, okay, that tax not working. So what I said, I'll tell you what, you know, when you put them to sleep, and by the way, this isn't true, but when you put them to sleep, I said, you know, it's the medicine hits them and sometimes they'll twitch and they'll defecate and, and it's sometimes the injection itself is painful. By the way, I was lying. And I said, it's not something you really want to see. I, I want your, your last memory to be one of, of a happy dog. You know, I, so yeah, maybe you should just give it a, a really big hug and a kiss. Goodbye. And we'll take care of everything. Thinking, oh, my God, that'd be great because I'll take this dog to the back. There's no way I'm going to put this dog to sleep. And anyway, then so what happens is she says, no, no, no. I want to be here with the dog. Oh, my God. And I'm running out of things to do because I, you know, I was just fresh out of school. It wasn't my and I ended up putting this poor, this not so poor dog to sleep. And it has haunted me for the last 33 years. So it is a really, really, really a bad thing. I see that we have Danny. Danny, can you hear us? I see Danny, but I, uh, I don't hear her yet. She's going to hopefully chime in when her uh, sound is on. Anyway, uh, it was the worst thing ever. And I, as I said, never before have I had experienced that. You don't learn about this stuff in school. And I never had, I didn't have the courage at the time to say, no, Mrs. Jones, if you want this dog put to sleep, you're going to have to go someplace else because I refuse to do it. That's what I would do now. And um, what I often say is there are a, a number of instances where we get to make a decision. And I always say, in, in my experience, it's sort of like, I call it the 80-20. 80% of the cases that I see that it's time, there's, it's a gray zone. If the owners, I wouldn't talk them out of it. Then you have the 10% on one end where the owners are refusing and this pet is in major suffering, major pain, and I insist. I, it's, it's cruel not to. Then you have the 10% on the other side, which is what I experienced back when I first started practice. There's no way. you can If you want this dog put to sleep, you've got to go someplace else because I'm not going to do it. So, uh, you know, it is, it's a, uh, the, the rest is a judgment call. Danny, I see you there. Are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, Dr. McVitie, she's been on before and I really wanted... Her. Maybe it's not a bad thing because I can prepare anyone there to call in because this is really a touchy situation. But when I first met Dr. McVitie, she had just started a company. She graduated veterinary school from University of Florida. And she, one of her best friends also from University of Florida, started a company called Lap of Love. And when I first heard about it, I was shocked because what do they do? All they do is hospice and euthanasia, home euthanasia. Now, 
you know, again, as a general practitioner, one who, as I said, been doing this for, for years, and one of the, the most uh, exciting things for me are the relationships that I develop with my clients, where I have clients literally we, that I've had for, for years. In fact, I started my morning, I was out in the studios, the KCBS, KCAL, that's Channel, Channel 2, Channel 9 studios here in LA, doing a segment on summer safety with the weather person. Who's the weather person? A guy named Garth Kemp. Garth and I have known each other for over 20 years as I've taken care of his pets over the years. And it's a great feeling to have to where you can actually have these long relationships. And then we have, oh, do I hear noise there? I see a smile. Uh, So Danny, I'm playing you up here. So one of the things we're going to do, because this is such an important topic, and I've had, unfortunately, in the last um, couple of weeks when I first contacted you to come on and join me, a number of situations, and it, you know, it's such a weird thing where you were. My first story, I don't know if you heard it, was putting a dog to sleep that I did not think needed to be put to sleep. And the owner insisted not only on my doing it, but being there. So I couldn't even convince her that it wasn't something she wanted to see, even though, you know, so I, I made it look like such a terrible thing. And yet she insisted, and it's haunted me ever since. So now I'm talking about how what I want to talk about, and I don't want to give you the less time than we really need for the subject because I really think it's a great subject. And that is that when to say goodbye, how to say goodbye. Have you ever had an experience where you've gone to someone's house? Because we're just talking about the things Lap of Love does with hospice and, and home euthanasia. And home euthanasia, as you know, I've been doing home euthanasia for, I don't know, 15 years. And I think it's the best thing ever. And clients love it. But have you ever walked into a home? Because at least I know the people that ask for me, even though I do get interestingly, the word gets out. That's how you know it's a good thing. Because I have people calling me and saying, well, you're not my, my doctor, but my friend uses you. And they told me that you come to the house to put animals to sleep. And so they're actually, I'm getting referrals from my clients, even though these aren't my clients. Have you ever just had a situation? And again, we're, we're out of time in a minute. So we're going to have you come back on really soon. We'll plan better. So, but where you've walked in to a home for what you ex- expected to be a euthanasia and you look at this pet and you say, wait a second, this dog does not need to be put to sleep. What is going on? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, of course, this is pretty fitting because it's Sunday. So I'm, I'm on call today, hence this little mix up. Um, and my daughter is with me as well. So this is the perfect, you know, kind of in the job, you know, discussion, but yeah, I, I've, I've walked into a whole bunch of situations and a couple of them, particularly when I first started, you know, you walk in and Dr. Jeff, you know this too, and, and, and you have that blink reaction of this pet's not ready. But then I found that the vast majority of the time when I have that reaction, if I sit there for 10, 20 minutes and talk to the family and, and discuss, tell me what's going on, how's he been? Within 10 or 20 minutes, I actually realized why they called me in the first place. And sometimes uh-huh. that pet can have a burst of energy right, right when I walk in, but then in 15 20 minutes, you realize that when they settle back down, they are in a lot of pain and they aren't comfortable and they're not interacting with the family. And then we can, we, we talk a little bit more about what the options are, but, but yeah, I, I absolutely have had those situations just like every veterinarian has where you are simply not going to do it. And there aren't, there, there's not one person on the face of this earth that will ever make me deliver that medication when I didn't feel that it was the best thing that we could possibly do at that moment. And a couple of times when I when I haven't felt that it was the best thing, and, and I like to say the best thing instead of the right thing, because who knows what's right, you know, right. could be right in many different ways. But when I have felt that it hasn't been the best thing, then I have left two homes with animals on my laps. Right. And, you know, if a family's calling me for a euthanasia and I'm not willing to do that, then I am going to be willing to help them. 
And that doesn't mean leaving that pet in that same situation unless the family wants it, you know, and, and they just really wanted me to talk them out of it, which has absolutely happened as well. But if the family just can't go on, which that can mean many, many things, and they, they are requesting euthanasia, then I, it's my responsibility as a doctor and as an animal advocate to discuss the options. And if euthanasia is not one of the options that's, that's best at the time, then I will leave with that pet on my lap. Absolutely. So I've done that twice out of a couple thousand. You know, very, very rare. But just like you said, the people that request this type of service are amazing pet owners. And they're, they love their animals. Not to say that that's the only way that they love their animals, but they're, I see a, a, a clientele that the pets are family period. Like that's the one thing that the pets are feeling. So I don't see a lot of the, the um, difficult situations that I saw doing emergency medicine. Those are the ones that where the pets weren't taken care of and that kind of thing. But again, that's a whole nother discussion. Right. You know, it's interesting. I, um, you mentioned what, what you just mentioned is so true. My last house call euthanasia from a non-client was about um, three weeks ago. And uh, same thing. I walked in, and this dog apparently was, it was time. By the way, it was like a 15 or 16-year-old shepherd cross. So you know that's wow. right. That's amazing. Wow. And I, I walk in, and this dog comes over to me, and it's sniffing my crotch, and it's wagging its tail. And the owner is going, oh, my God, I haven't seen this much energy in weeks. But right. then it's exactly what you said. We went in the room. We sat down. We started talking. And then we saw the real, this real dog come up. It didn't have that burst of adrenaline. And, right. uh, no, it, it was time. That's a very common thing for, for people to say. What you know, he, he has a, such a big burst of energy today, and, and you know the, the common thing that I always want to give them is that isn't it nice to go out on a good day? He has had a bad, difficult few months or weeks, or if we do have sustained suffering. They can always have moments of joy and happiness, and that's wonderful. And 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 I can you know coach people through the the very best options that we have. But yeah, it, it's fine if they have that burst of energy. And it's wonderful, and it's great for them to see that one last time. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good decision to make on that day, particularly right. if we're risking suffering later on. So um, anyway, we need to have you back. There's more that I want to talk about. I want to you know, talk about what happens with a bad euthanasia and how important you oh, think, oh, this yes. is the end. I've, I've seen client relationships broken after 10, yep. 15, 20 years because of a bad end. And um, yep. and so we want to talk about that as well and why what I think you do is so important. So um, anyway, that's all we have time for today. Next time we're going to – I'm going to put you on the phone like a half hour early, Danny, so that way you can uh, – you'll be there ready to roll come uh, come 9 o'clock right. Eastern time. I need, I, mean, I, need, I need to not be on call on that day. Right, right. All right. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining me here on Pet Life Radio. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Kong Veterinary Products, ProSense, uh, Elanco Lily, and, of course, Save This Life Microchip. I uh, hope you have a great week. We will be back with you the day before 4th of July. We'll be back next Sunday. If you have any questions or anything you want to talk about or anything you want to hear me talk about, go ahead and send me an email to drjeff, that's Jeff at petliferadio.com. And um, uh, we will see you in a week. Have a great week, everybody, and stay cool. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.